Mike, who would have thought that the greatest fraudster of all time would choose a name that is synonymous with the devil? <laughs> well, I guess we can't say that he wasn't trying to tell us something. It feels like someone's giving you a deal that's too good to be true, and his name is the Diablo. You got to be like, hey, maybe I'm selling my soul, and I'm not paying attention. Yeah, like like here we have. I think people know the story about Diablo, his 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 amazing rise and fall, and how and I think not an insignificant number of people and nations were taken in by his scam. Right. Yeah, and, and you can see you can see how it happened because he he was offering these chemicals and these potions and these technologies that would do some fantastical things. Like they promised immortality. They promised to turn deserts into um, into tropical paradises. He, they they promised to like build protector domes over cities that deflect missiles. Like all these amazing amazing things. It's just hey, when these things are being offered to you in exchange for money, and the guy doing the offering is Diablo, and they're a little too good to be true. Like. I guess maybe you shouldn't be too surprised that they turned out they are too good to be true. Yeah, but it wasn't just like it was, it was a handful of people. Ed. It, was, it was the world over because in, 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 in what seems like no time at all, but obviously it took some time, Diablo went from being not, not being around. And the story that we understand is that he's an effectively an immortal um, alchemist who was freed from some kind of captivity, which sounds like a, like a fairy tale, but that's what, what the story is. Which also shows um, that some of his chemicals must, must, must work. He was able to make himself immortal. That's right. And so, or and then he was immortal, able to, at least old. Well, he's, he's old. He's lived a while and, he, and there's pictures of him. I mean, we all know what he looks like. He looks like a, you know, a middle-aged man who's been around for over a hundred years, captive in his own, in his own <laughs> castle. He was, he was held, held in his own castle. He was, he was yeah, trapped in his castle. Trapped. That's the word I was looking for. Diablo was trapped. Um, and but the world, but he became one of the world's wealthiest men or persons in effectively a few months, right? And so it wasn't just like people who like wanted to buy his his potion for immortality. It was it was millions of people were buying his potions for immortality. It wasn't just like some countries wanted to create arable land from desert. It was been like numerous countries have done that. He, 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 he was he was mass producing his chemicals and his his technologies yeah. in some ways he performed. Uh, uh, still impressive, right? You take some chemical that makes you like look extremely attractive and grows back your hair, um, even if it only lasts for a couple of weeks. That's still an impressive chemical, isn't it? It is, and but the thing is, I think I think in this this modern age that we live in, with superheroes and giants and aliens and time travelers and clearly magic. I think we have to be a little more cautious. Like the world has to be cautious. Like nations have to be cautious about, um, say, regulating or allow, allowing Diablo to sell the his, you know products or or you know anyone who come who says that he's he's you know effectively immortal. Maybe don't don't just trust that what he's doing is to the public interest necessarily. Well, I don't know. Like you think like we have all these amazing technologies that are out there that we know exist that aren't being sold to the public. Like the, the fantastic car. We've talked about this from the very, probably our very first episode yeah. about how this technology exists and it's not being made available to the public. And now here comes somebody, this Diablo guy who takes some of these amazing technologies that we've seen and we kind of know exist, starts making them available, but it turns out it was all a, 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 all a trick. It was. And so, but, but the question is like, like, you know, how he was able to go from, pretty much being locked up in a castle for a hundred years to somehow taking over the market or creating the market for these, these magical um, life improvements. Right. So the FDA would have actually had to have like 
regulated, tested and regulated the uh, the potion on on effect well, on maybe but the, the FDA again the FDA only regulates America, and so people are buying this stuff all around the world. If if there really was some potion for immortality, and it was and it really worked, and I think a lot of people thought it did, and people around the world were getting access to it, but Americans weren't, we would have been up in arms. I know, but like, does that mean that the FDA should just like fast track it? No, of course they have to, to follow their own guidelines. And then here, um, if they did follow their guidelines, then I think they may need to update them because the product didn't work. And so what, what happened is that millions of people were taken in by this scammer who is a effectively a uh, an immortal Diab- man who calls himself the devil, Diablo. Um, and it's led to serious- <laughs> From Transylvania. No, From no Transylvania. <laughs> is, is, this, is, this, is this guy's real name Dracula? Right, you think it would be, right? But so Diablo, like- so here he comes in and a lot of people lose a ton of money because because obviously they spent uh, Diablo became one of the world's wealthiest persons um, and uh, and he's found to be a fraud. Where'd all that money go? It's just, it's just well it's hidden presu- with Diablo wherever yeah, he's pres- been, been locked away. Presumably he has, he has he has bank accounts. He has like the Diablo Corporation or whatever the case may be that he's a sole owner of and he's uh he's sit- sitting on all, all, all that money. Um, uh, but I guess to your point is now that the Fantastic Four have defeated him, they've sealed him in the castle. He can't get out. Now, now, now what happens? Yeah, you, you can't just like give money away to people. There's going to be there's going to be quite a bit of, um, of litigation, I would imagine, right? Because the money has all, to be all, your... always litigation with you, Mike. All, all, always comes down to <laughs> suing people. You just well, love no other... suing people. Well, there's just no other me- proper mechanism to return the money to people, right? So, like, I'm sure that you know if if it's America had invested in this technology to turn certain parts certain deserts into arable land and you know now it turns out didn't didn't work presumably they've got a fair lawsuit against diablo for selling them a product that led to possible environmental degradation yeah, it's certainly it, it, a lot of waste of money clearly fraud the, the, the question is how do we how do we get the, the money back from him because there's no one to sue now right he's sealed in his castle for another hundred years how do we actually get access to his, his can you sue somebody who's who's effectively like i don't know in a coma well, no, I mean, well, I don't know. Like, I think so. I think the way it would have to work is that there would have to be basically a litigation gu- a guardian appointed to to serve his interests, right? Because he's alive, but you can't serve him with with process to say you you know there's a lawsuit against you or here's this this investigation against you, and then you can't defend yourself. And so I would imagine that the only way that you could do it would be to have to basically appoint as a friend of the court, more or less. Um, a person to represent his interests. How, how, do, you, how, how, do you decide, how do you decide who that guy is? Well, there's, you know, in various, you know, there could be a public, there, there are various government organizations that, that do serve that role where like, say, if you're, um, there's no one that, that could actually, could, if you aren't capable of defending your interests or, or representing your interests and you have no one that could appoint themselves as a litigation guardian, there's going to be a public guardian that could be appointed it's their job to go in and actually uh, act on their behalf. Does that, does that work internationally too? Because he didn't just like defraud Americans; he defrauded like people all over the world. Is there an, is there a That's UN the, version of this? No, there, there, well, there wouldn't be. But I think that every jurisdiction would have. I would imagine that every jurisdiction would have some version so, of this, right? So, because so he's it's gonna, a practical he, problem. Yeah, so he's going to have to get sued in every country in the world. Every country is going to have to appoint like a um, a public defender, effectively, to defend this guy. And then every country is going to be a class action lawsuit in every country going after this guy for all the crimes that he committed. It's a mess. Like it's a mess. Like, like just really, we were talking in an, in an earlier episode about how there should be like effectively like like you know like superhero 
like insurance is superhero insurance law. Well, I guess here it's going to be magic based, um, you know, law. I mean, like, like, like uh, not to put, to put too fine a point on it, but like you could probably specialize in Diablo law for the next 20 years. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be so complicated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was one of the richest people in the world by the time he was, he was eliminated, um, which yeah. puts him like, a, what, like a, uh, he's sitting on like a billion dollars. How long is it? Take? And, in, in hundreds and hundreds of jurisdictions around the world, trying to get all that money back, you're, I guess you're right. It's gonna it's, we're gonna be in court for a long time. Yeah, no, it, it's fascinating. And but, like, but I guess even if even if even if even if we have all of that, and he loses in court, like where is his money? Is it sitting in like numbered Swiss bank accounts? Yeah, you think that if he's smart enough to um, spend a hundred years trapped in his own castle. And smart enough to make these potions that could extend his life unnaturally, and smart enough to have these potions that almost worked to to basically function as almost magical solutions. You think he'd be smart enough to have done some re- to read up on the situation and perhaps incorporate himself a company in the, in the Cayman Islands or in Switzerland or something like that to protect his assets, his ill-gotten assets. Yeah. So now we're left to the place where hey, we don't know where this guy is, and so we put a public defender up to defend him. We have all these people who have to go and sue him, which is going to cost a ton of money. But then you go and sue him and you win and, and, and you can't actually get any, you can't claim anything. There's nothing to claim. Well, there, there must be a way. I mean, I think there is a way to kind of access those funds. It's, I think it's just, it's not, it's not easy. I think that's, like I said, it's going to take years and years of Diablo related litigation. Mm-hmm.